The Daily Witness is not just a podcast, but originally started as a gospel newspaper. Trevor Van Vieren Ministries distributes this newspaper free of charge, paid for by partners and friends. If you have not received a copy of this newspaper in your mailbox, feel free to download a copy from our website, www.thedailywitness.co.za. And now, enjoy today's podcast. Lord, we love you. We love you, man. We absolutely adore you. You are absolutely amazing, and I can't do anything without you. Um, yeah, this morning, he just started speaking to me, eh? And at five o'clock, just talking to me and reminding me and stuff like that. And he says that we must never forget where we came from. You know, you must never forget that you came from the world. Mm. And he likens it unto Israel that was delivered out of Egypt. Mm. And you must never forget your Egypt that you came from. And you must appreciate like what you've got. Mm. I saw a testimony. I saw half of a testimony. I didn't see the whole thing. You know, um, there's this woman preacher Then she served under another ministry. And this prophet said to her, I'm not going to mention names, but this prophet of God said to her, there's a time coming where the age will change. And he said to her, he won't be there, but she will. And it, there'll be a time where people will be able to go behind the glory veil. And they'll be able to come back and tell their story and um, he passed away and it started happening and we're going to see a lot more of that now and the reason why we're going to see a lot more of that is because time is running out mm. and, and getting closer and closer to him like i'm just being honest with you like it's not going to take a christian to convert uh, an islamic terrorist because they are so obsessed, they can't hear you. Yeah. It's going to take a manifestation of Jesus himself. He, yes. He's got to do it because they, they think like demons. Mm. Yes. And um, we're seeing a lot of that. There's terrorists that are caught. And I, just, I saw a beautiful testimony, one of many. There's many of these jihadists that are getting saved. And they're telling you straight... It's like nothing they've ever experienced because yeah. they've got to go at the end of their age. They've got to go to Allah and ask for forgiveness and see if he will give them forgiveness. But Jesus came into this oak cell, yeah. touched him on his shoulder and told him, you're forgiven. This guy, this man that probably murdered, I don't know who all. In his life broke down and cried because this stuff is real Jesus is real yes. yeah. you know and um, yeah it's, it's just um, it's just absolutely amazing and it took me back and like I never forgot where I came from you know and like I know I came out from the world and I know if I didn't meet Jesus like I don't know where I would be today yeah. I'm very honest with you. Anyway, so there's this pastor. Um, he was on his way to uh, a meeting or something like that. And he had a kidney stone. 
and he's been through it before they just go to the hospital and then they you know they blast it and so forth and he's out he goes in the morning he's out by night but this one doctor injected him with something that was supposed to prepare his body for the blast or something like that but i think he gave too much and it got into his bloodstream and he st he slowly started dying he actually started suffocating and his spirit left his body and he got over to the other side and i'll tell you what the stuff that he saw and the stuff that he experienced it's like guys we we're going to we're going to actually experience this you know and like i never forget when i met god as well like i come face to face with him and like he's just he's just this this consuming fire and he's just full of life and it's it's not the type of life that we know as a lifestyle it's it's not that it it's it's like a a revitalizing like a refreshing it's just it energizes you and that's him and um i was just experiencing that this morning it was just i just tell you what when he goes that life his eternal life when we talk about eternal life we're not we're not talking about oh yeah here's a membership card you know and then you you come you're now a club member of heaven we're not talking about that we're talking about you partaking of that very eternal life and it's in the greek it's zoe and it's very very hard to actually describe it you actually have to experience it but even when you experience it it's very hard to describe that life that eternal life it, it's so hard to describe it but i can say this that when he goes when he walks say if eternal life had to just walk into this room right now and eternal life had to walk out the absence of that eternal life is death mm. that's the best way i can i can describe it and you don't feel that rush you don't feel that excitement he he literally lights your fire you know like frank said um frank was like going off one day and he was i said to him like wow dude that's that's awesome you know what happened and he said to me you lit my fire that's exactly it that's that eternal life it's 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 an energizing power and if he's not there then you are experiencing that's that's what death is death is separation from that eternal so life that's what it is yeah So I guess that's the introduction so far. <laughs> We can get into prayer quickly. And I've already prayed earlier. I've just had some marvelous times with him. But let's just get into some prayer. Father, I thank you. You're just so amazing. It's just amazing, absolutely amazing to have you here tonight. We wouldn't have it any other way. I thank you father for getting this message. You know we prayed about this earlier and you agreed and I'm so happy that you're here. Yo, 
you just take the the burden and and everything else away and you just make things easy and things just make sense when you are present so i thank you for your beautiful spirit i thank you for your great love that you have for us and i thank you that you've always got a hearing heart for us you always want to hear what we have to say you're always longing after us it's all about love and some of us on this earth are never going to get that and that's sad because it makes all the difference. This is where it means the most. Yes, it means it's wonderful when we come to you face to face. Like that man that fell at the feet of Jesus. Like he said, like the, the love that was just coming out even of his feet. It's just, it's just overflowing love. It's wonderful. We get to experience it there. But I want believers to experience that here. I want them to experience the God that I've experienced and more. If possible. And so I thank you for tonight. I thank you for speaking through me, Dad. I want you to have your way. I'm just going to sit back. I don't care about me, man. I just, everything has to be about you. I thank you for your beautiful spirit. I thank you for your word. I thank you for the anointing. And I thank you for the lives that will be changed tonight. And we take authority over any demonic activity right now and we bind it in the name of Jesus you will not interfere with this meeting you are beneath me take your place under my feet where you belong in Jesus name amen I can I could have went on there a little bit but anyway um, this guy I'm just going to say some stuff to you like Man, this testimony is amazing. You know, some of it sounds like weird and some of it sounds like a little bit crazy, but it's because we are not used to stuff like that. We live in this little simple world, you know. We take a few logs on a Saturday and we, we throw it on the braai and we light it and we say, man, this is amazing. And it is, and it's great and stuff like that. But when you get over onto the other side, we're talking about God. God tells us some of the stuff and some of the stuff people are not ready for. There's angels that have got eyeballs under their wings. Okay, try and process that. I didn't, that doesn't come out of some artist's impression. Yeah, it doesn't come from Hollywood either. Thanks, Marius, for that contribution. Glory to God. The Lord love you. <laughs> it comes from the book of Revelation. So when I'm about, what I'm about to tell you, some of the stuff I'm about to share with you, you've got to get used to this. But don't even take your, your prayers for granted like it's nothing. Your prayers are actually something. It actually leaves. This guy, he said it was amazing. When he, he came out of his body, as he was going up, he, saw, he could hear people praying for him. He could hear people praying for him. And as he, he was traveling, prayers, watch this, prayers were shooting past him like comets. And they had trails of light behind them. Someone says, oh man, that sounds like Hollywood. Again, go and check out these angels that have got eyeballs under their wings. Tell me how natural and normal that is to you. You, you see that every day. You're used to that. Come on. Prayers were racing past him. 
And he said when he came there, he came, the first thing everyone describes when they get there. Now, th this is because the age has changed. Things are speeding up. Time is running out. You've got to get your life in order, man. Yeah. This stuff is real. There's people right now in heaven walking around and talking and communicating. And the, the banquet room is being prepared right now. Jesus is walking up and down in heaven right now. God is sitting on his throne right now. People are burning down in hell right now. And they regret it. They regret not listening to people like us. So he gets there. When he lands, he says his prayers just zoomed right past him. But that's normal there. And then... He said God, God wouldn't let him see it, but God let him see it inside of his mind. There's some things, there's some things we can experience on that side. God allowed him to see these prayers actually went inside of God. And he says there's a place inside of God's heart. He takes your prayers very personal and he listens to it and he answers it. Right there on his throne. It's magnificent. And we pray this little prayer. And we, you know, these birds prove that we live in South Africa. It's just. They're worshipping God. They're better. Otherwise, I'm pulling out something here. <laughs> I was just joking. <laughs> but. Guys, I mean, you know, this man, he said he knew there was a forest in front of him, beautiful forest. And he knew that Jesus Christ was on the other side of that forest. And as he, he just, he, he said he knew it inside of his heart and he just, he needed to go and see Jesus. So he starts walking there and he says he can, he can feel the eyes on him, the people, the creation. He called them creation. We call them people. God says, whoever gets born again, he tells us by, by Paul, he says, you are a new people. No, he says, you are a new creation. Amazing, eh? How different we live and the words we use. He calls them creation. He says, the creation looked at me. I could feel their eyes on me. And they were, they, they were saying, like in this hushed voice, he's, he's going to go and see the king. He's going to go and see the king. He's going to go and see the king. And he walked through that forest. And he came out the other side and he said he just saw Jesus. The closer he came to the Lord Jesus, he just fell flat down on his face. Because the glory, this man, we, we take it for granted, guys. This man, Jesus Christ, is so holy. You can't stand in his presence. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. You can't stand in his presence. You just fall. Just like that, on your face. And he said he crawled to the feet of Jesus and he still saw the holes in his feet. And he said, he said it's magnificent, the love, the love that just comes out of his body. It just, and he says he knew when he, he, he said, I just, I just love you. I just love you. And he said this love just came out of him, just towards him over and over and over. And he said, I, I know I'm here because of this man. I'm here because of him. And he said, the more he said he loves me, it started growing. See, we're trying to get this across to you. God loves you. God loves you. Mm. And you, you're taking it for granted. You don't understand. There's a deeper place. There's a deeper level of that love. 
If it can grow in heaven, guess what? It can grow here on the earth. Don't think you know it all. Please. Don't think you know it all. Don't think you don't need love. We can never, never. He said the love that came out of Jesus Christ was so strong. He just, and, and he said he still got the stripes on his back. And it just, it goes into greater detail. But what I'm saying is, you know, someone says, I thought this is part two from last week. <laughs> it is. It is part two. But what I'm, what I'm telling you is, let's go to 1 Timothy chapter 6. And I want to talk about this because... This is what the Lord gave me, and I'm just passing it on to you. But you've got to get this the right way. You've got to understand His heart. You know, again, when I'm talking about eternal life, you can, you can tell I've been with Him the whole day. I've just been hanging out with Him the whole day. And let's go to 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 3. King James. Yeah. Man, we got such a good father and we got such good things coming. And I just think to myself, like, man, we, we don't realize his reality. We just, we get away from that eternal life. And these small things, we are the ones that make them so big. And they're not. They become small when you focus on him and you amplify him. He's still on the throne. Now I want to read this. And I'm reading this on purpose, but the Lord gave me another scripture as well. But I'm just beating him to it, but he doesn't mind because he loves me lots. Okay. First <laughs> Timothy chapter 6 verse 3. If any man teach otherwise and consent not to wholesome words... Even the words of our Lord Jesus Christ and to the doctrine which is according to godliness. He is proud, knowing nothing, but doting about questions and strifes of words, whereof cometh envy, strife, railings, evil surmisings, perverse disputings of men of corrupt minds and destitute of the truth, supposing that gain is godliness. Okay, supposing that gain is godliness. From such, withdraw yourself. But godliness with contentment is great gain. For we brought nothing into this world, and it is certain we can carry nothing out. Okay, let's go on. And having food and raiment. Someone says, what is raiment? <laughs> it's clothing. And having food and clothing, let us therewith be content. But they that will be rich fall into temptation and a snare and into many foolish. This is foolish. Foolish and hurtful lusts, which drown 
men in destruction and perdition. People that want to be rich, they're chasing after money. And they're saying it's godly. For the love of money, not money. Let me, let, let's go through that verse and then I'm going to say it again. For the love of money is the root of all evil. It does not say for money is the root of all evil. It doesn't say money is the root of all evil. Money is not evil. Money is not evil. But when you love it, you can't love God and love money. It doesn't work. Uh, while some coveted, there's the problem. Coveted after they have erred from the faith. Okay. And pierced themselves. Wow. They pierced themselves through with many sorrows. But thou, O man of God, and for those uh, women that are present, but thou, O woman of God, flee these things. Run away from it. Yeah. Run away from it. And follow. Oh, here's some advice. Here's what you do follow. Follow after righteousness. Follow after godliness. Follow after faith. Follow after love. Follow after patience. And follow after meekness. And then he says, fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life. Whereunto, there's eternal life, there's that word again, lay hold on eternal life. Don't overlook that, that's Zoe, that is God himself, that's his life. Lay hold on eternal life, whereunto thou art also called, and have professed a good profession before many witnesses. Now, You say, man, yeah, but my brother, you're preaching heresy now. Because last week you went to Malachi 3 and you said God said that we must bring the tithe into his storehouse. And then he's going to, what did I say? Open the windows of heaven. And then, brother, you went really extreme and you quoted the days of Noah and you showed that it was the same Hebrew word. And they ran out of room. But now over here, he's saying that people that will be rich, there's a problem. So it's a contradiction. So I don't know what to do here. The answer is very simple. Let's go to, and this is the scripture the Holy Ghost gave to me. I'll just add it such a ball with him. James chapter 4. Can we go there, please? James chapter 4. We're talking about the importance of the tithe. This is part 2. And you're going to understand it from His perspective. Okay? God does want you to increase. That tithe, and we've proven it. There's partners here that tithe. And God increases them and increases them. But... I've just increased again today. She increased today. Amen. And she's going to increase some more. Mm -hmm. But you've got to see this from God's perspective so you can understand it. When you understand it, 
then you can tap into it because God does want to open the windows of heaven for you. He does want to spoil you. My goodness, man, who do you think made all the gold and the jasper and the the onyx stone and the diamonds and and all that stuff? That was God. Who did he make that for? He said, Adam and Eve, you don't touch that. That, That's for my enemy, Satan. Does that make sense to you? Come on, man, use your noggin. That was made for Adam. That was made for Eve. And let me just throw this in here. The Lord said to me that, this is the term, you can write this down. He said, that's the family fortune. That is the family fortune. And it will always be the family fortune. But someone says, have you noticed how the people in the world are prospering? Have you noticed they are sick rich? Huh? Are you okay with that as a Christian? That's your money. That's the family fortune. It belongs to you. Whether you like it or not, whether you believe it or not, it's not going to go away. That belongs to you. Have you checked these Muslims gold plating their cars? Can I make it sound real stupid for you? Their cop cars are Lamborghinis. Huh? That's your money. Let me shock you a little bit. That is your money. There's no money up in heaven. The money is here on the earth. You are the one that has authority over that. It belongs to you. Lord, excuse me, I'm going to have to throw this in. 2 Corinthians 8, 9. Go there quickly. 2 Corinthians 8, 9. Uh, Blow your unbelief out the water now. (laughs) Second Corinthians chapter eight, verse nine. Look at mine, it's highlighted. Hallelujah. (laughs) Are you enjoying this message so far? Yes. Amen. You got oh hallelujah. (laughs) Okay, let's start in actually let's second now let's uh, let's start in verse seven. No, 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 six. Let's go to verse six. You there? In so much, here's the apostle Paul writing to the church at Corinth. Now listen carefully to this. In so much, remember last week I said you are called to tithe. Yeah. Yep. Don't forget that. You're going to understand. You're going to understand his perspective. Insomuch that we desired Titus that as he had begun, so he would also finish in you the same grace also. Okay? Key word, grace. Okay? Grace. Finished work. What Jesus accomplished for you. Therefore, as you abound in everything... In faith, the church at Corinth was abounding in faith, Mm -hmm. abounding in utterance. They were abounding in knowledge. This is good. They're abounding. They're on the right path. Abounding in diligence. Oh, that's really good. Watch this. And abounding in your love to us. See that you abound in this grace also. Make sure you do this. 
This is an order to the church. What grace? What grace, Brother Paul? Let's find out. This is something you're supposed to abound in. Let's find out. I speak not by commandment, but by occasion or the forwardness of others and to prove the sincerity of your love. He's just, he's just, just taking a break there. He's just reiterating. Now watch this. He's telling you what grace it is. Verse 9. For you know the grace. That, see, that, see that you abound in this grace also? Here's the grace. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich. Can we camp there? People make out as if Jesus was poor. This book says he was rich. They don't want to hear that. Well, hold on to your traditions. Hold on to your religion. That's your sock. You esteem that higher than the word? You're in trouble. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ that though he was rich. Let, let that just sink in. He was rich. Yep. Yet for your sakes, for your sakes, your sake, he became poor that you through his poverty might be rich. Now, you have been redeemed. You can flip over to James chapter 4 so long. You've been redeemed from sin. You've been redeemed from the curse. You are made righteous. You are redeemed from sickness and disease. You don't have to put up with it. Mm -hmm. Heidi, you don't have to put up with it. Let that sink in. And you've been redeemed from poverty. You've been redeemed from lack. You're redeemed from it. It's not yours anymore. Well then, brother, why am I not walking in this stuff? Well, James tells us. James is the half-brother of Jesus. You see, this is why I've backed away from this message for so long because I was waiting on the Holy Ghost. Because while you are rich, every one of you, and even those streaming, you guys are rich beyond your wildest dreams. Rich based on what? Based on what Jesus has accomplished for you. What did Jesus accomplish for you? We're going back to the family fortune. That's ours. Remember, uh, thank you, Lord. Remember when Jesus was tempted of the devil out in the wilderness? Do you remember that? And he said, all this glory, some translations, you know what that word glory is actually literally translated as? Wealth. Go and look it up. It's wealth. Some translations actually translate it correctly. All the wealth of this world. And Satan says, it was given to me. No, you liar, you stole it. So how did the world land up with it? What are they doing with the family money? Well, when God gave Adam and Eve authority, it was theirs. When they fell, guess what happened? The family fortune got lost out there in the world with them. That's how it got there. But Jesus redeemed us and that's still our money. It belongs to us. Okay. But now. Oh, making good time. (laughs) But now I backed away from this um, sowing and reaping messages and prosperity messages for good reason. 
I stayed away from, for, from it for a while because something didn't sit right with me and I couldn't put my finger on it. I said, Lord, I'm, I'm, I'm on, I know it says this in your word and I believe it. I've got no problem with it. I said, but help me connect the dots. Something's not, not making sense here. And he opened up my eyes after spending good quality time with him. And he said to me, you see, the problem is when you, you're listening to these preachers, they're talking about, uh, oh, giving to the churches and God's going to bless you and he's going to give you houses and there's cars and planes and all that type of stuff, you see. And don't get me wrong, it's true. That's the way it works. You've got to give in order to receive. God set it up like that. If you don't give, you are not participating you will never receive. It's just the way it works. Yeah. It's a law that has been set up eternally. Yeah. And that is how you engage in the system. But going back to first, let's just go over there quickly. Um, hold your place in James, First uh, Timothy chapter 6, when he says, maybe you don't even have to go there, but godliness, uh, he says, perverse disputings in verse 5, of corrupt minds and destitute of the truth, supposing, destitute of the truth, destitute of the truth, supposing that gain is godliness. Okay? So what they've been doing is, these people have been preaching, give so, and, and God will bless you, and you'll get a harvest, and that's true. Yes, it is true. But people have been giving, and 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 some people have gotten little to nothing. And you want to know why? Because I said to the Lord, what's, what's the deal here? I said, why does it feel wrong when we're talking about that? But it's in the Bible. I don't understand it. He said, because I'm eternal life. And he said, you know why it feels wrong to you? I said, why, sir? He says, because they take me out the equation. And when you take me out the equation, you're sitting with a dead message. There's no life in it. Now we can go to James chapter 4. And I'll read from verse 1. I think we can just read. Here we go. Oh, we'll somewhere read to verse 4. It looks good. <laughs> okay. From whence come wars and fightings among you? Come they not hence even of your lusts? Not the devil's lusts. Yeah. That war in your members you lust and have not. Look at that. Someone says, what's that got to do with the tithe, brother? <laughs> Watch this. You lust and have not. Not. You have not. You have not. You kill and desire to have. That's a problem. And cannot obtain. That sounds like Hamas. They're always fighting. They just don't seem to obtain. I just threw that in there. You fight and war. Oh, we're carrying on with these guys. <laughs> Yet you have not because you ask not. Exactly. Wait, it gets better. 
You ask and receive not. Because you ask amiss. You ask amiss. That you, here's, here's, how, here's, here's you asking amiss. This is why they give and they give and they give and they give and they get weary with their giving. Because you ask amiss. How am I asking amiss, Brother James? This is the man that grew up with Jesus. He's got a lot of insight. And now he's born again. Let's read further. You ask amiss that you may consume it upon your lusts. That's the problem. Putting yourself first. Thinking about yourself. You're praying. You're giving. I want cars. I want houses. I want vacations. I want flashy clothes. Ladies want handbags. Hey. Makeup. <laughs> Shoes. God, give me these shoes. You're asking amiss so that you can consume it on your own lusts. Because faith doesn't work by selfishness. Faith doesn't work by selfishness. You adulterers and adulteresses. There, woman, you're involved. <laughs> know you not that the friendship of the world is enmity with God or an enemy yes. is an enemy of God. When you're thinking about yourself, mm -hmm. I'm going to give into the church because I want. I need a I need a job. I need a promotion. I want a new house. I want my car paid off. I want this. I want that. I'm gonna I'm gonna tithe because guess what? He's gonna open up the windows of heaven for me. You're consuming it on your own lusts, man. Watch this. Whoever therefore will be a friend of the world is the enemy of God. How sad is that? Okay. Now, here's the whole thing. When you tithe, the tithe is the foundation to get your finances in order. If you want to get your finances in order, it's the first place you start. You don't even think about it. There's a difference. There's, there's a thing called tithes and there's a thing called offerings. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But we're not talking about offerings now. We're talking about tithes. That's the first place you start. That's your foundation. But you don't tithe to get out of God. That should never be your motive. He tells you don't do this to consume on your own lusts, man. Because guess what? Let's go back to what's happening. There's, a, there's coming a time where there's going to be a rapture that takes place. And guess what? The people that tithed, they don't know this. But you walk up in heaven. There's people, strangers that you've never met. And some people that you do know. They're going to come over to you because over there, the flesh is out the way. Yes. All reality, you know why you're here. People are going to come rushing up to you and say, Marius, thank you. Watch this. Thank you for tithing. Because you help support Trevor Van Feeren Ministries. I'm here today. You put that ministry out there. I got saved. 
That's God's heart. That's why you give. Now, will he open up the windows of heaven? Why does he open up the windows of heaven? He wants you to increase. But watch this. What's the motive? What's the motive? Why does he want you to increase? He wants your tithe to go up. You're tithing 3,000 now. God wants to take you to 3,500. Someone says, whoa, hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. If your tithe goes up, your 90% goes up. Yes. Mm. Amen. Don't forget that. Uh-huh. Don't sit and look and say, oh, the 10%. That wasn't yours to begin with. Yeah. God gave you the opportunity. He gave you a financial opportunity. Yes. And he's trusting you. That's his tithe. Because he can take that financial opportunity away from you anytime. We spoke about that last week. He gives us the power, yeah. But again, it's not about cars and vacations and stuff. Now watch this. You can have that. You can have fine clothes. You can eat in the most craziest restaurants. You can do all that. But that must never be your motive. Your motive, you must be obsessed with God's vision. Why does God want to increase you? Because he wants to know, can I trust you? Cannot trust you. Cannot trust you, Francois. Francois brings in a, a thousand rand. Okay, here's the test. Here's the test. It's not about Francois doing things to his car. Now, Francois gets to do things with his car, but that should never, ever be top priority. The kingdom has always got to be top priority. Getting people saved. The ministry. We've got to get this ministry out there. And it's not just tithing. You don't stop at the tithe and then forget. You go and pray. You pray for this ministry. You stand behind this ministry. Father, more opportunities. Today I went to spa and I've been praying and believing God for opportunities. Today I came across a guy and I was ministering to him in the spa parking lot in front of everyone. I mean, in broad daylight. People walking past and listening to what we're talking about. And man, I made sure I made, I made it sound interesting. I spoke about, hey, end times, you know, this war and this. And people are like, hmm, I've got to listen to this. And then they stand a little bit close by and they're looking at me. And, you know, now we're drawing a crowd. That's what it's about. That's what it's about. It's not about you consuming things on your own lusts. When you understand the mission when you get it, oh, I'm tithing, you, you must expect to increase. You must expect that. You must expect God to provide opportunities. Watch this. God needs you to increase. He needs you to have a promotion. Yeah. Not so that you can do renovations on your house, man. That's not what it's about. You must become obsessed with the vision. It's about the life. It's about eternal life. You take the eternal life out the equation. Guess what? You're left with a dead gospel. Your faith is not going to work because you're trying to consume it on yourself. The the Lord told me, he said, if if people, if if you put his house first, he'll put your house first. That's right. But if you put your own house first, God's not going to put your house first. Now I want to quote, um, I'm I'm giving credit to Andrew just once here. (laughs) 
listen to this. Let this prick your heart. Remember those oaks that came and surrounded that, that woman that uh, was caught in adultery? Yes. Man, they were so excited. They couldn't wait. They're going to stone her. And right after that, they're going to use, they're going to trap Jesus. He's going to give a wrong answer. We're going to summer stone him and make this trouble go away. Because Jesus came in there and he turned there. One man, one man. The founder of this whole organization, the kingdom of God. One man turned that whole city upside down. Man made the demons mad. They lost full control over him. And now they're like, hmm, what do you say? The law of Moses says if a woman gets uh, caught in adultery, we should stone her to death. What do you say? What do you say? And the scripture says they continued asking him, continued asking him. So he gets up, now watch this, and he makes a statement, and the scripture says they were pricked in their hearts. Now I'm going to make a statement that came, Andrew just spoke to me, we were chatting today, and this just came out of his mouth, it came by the Holy Ghost. Let this statement get pricked in your hearts. This came from God. God says it's easy to get money to them. It's hard to get money out of them. Mm. Mm. Wow. Wow. Why? They love it. And you know what? They don't trust him. That's what it boils down to. I'm going to part with this 10% and I'm never going to see it again. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry for you. You just missed out. You don't understand the mission. You don't get it. You don't get it. It's not about you. It's not even about the money. No. Wow. You know what? Some of you are so far behind financially, you don't even know it. God is setting up. God's got a plan for each and every one of you. To get your first million in your account. Does that sound crazy? No. No. But here's the question. If he can't trust you with a hundred rand. How on earth is he going to trust you with a million? Mm. Come on man. He's not going to give it to you. The scripture says. That a fool. That receives his inheritance. They quickly. They are quickly parted. Mm. Says so in the book of Proverbs. So do you think he's going to go out of his way to damage his own children and set them up? He will not do it. He is one heck of a good father. It's all about love. He'll rather keep you where you are and make sure you don't increase until you put his house first. It's about trusting him, guys. This is about his kingdom. Time is running out. This is sad that Jesus himself, this is sad that Jesus, let this, let this ring in your hearts. Don't think about your little personal stuff. Forget about that. These things, we came into the world with nothing, we leave with nothing. So forget about these stupid carnal things. You get to enjoy them, that's good, that's wonderful. But it's sad, it is sad when Jesus has to manifest himself because the church is not doing her job. Because the church is too darn stingy. Because they're consuming things on their own lust. They just don't get it. But God, we, you must bless me. You must bless me. It's not right. It's embarrassing to be honest with you. 
Now, here's my question I pose to you. If God brings increase, he's, he's, there's so many people he can't bring increase to because he can't trust them with his tithe. So let me ask you, if God brings increase to you, can he trust you? Mm. He can definitely trust me. He can trust me. Yes. Three people. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. You know my heart and everything. So yeah. I've made a promise about that as well, but that's good between him and I. But yeah. Anyway, so. But I couldn't help it. I'm not talking about. It. I really think. I think it's very important as well. Is uh, walking in love. That's it. Because I believe a person that's walking in fear, they're not going to want to die out of fear. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And here's the thing. You know, God works very strategically. We think that he works happenstance and he's just going to a little bit here, a little bit there. God is very, very strategic. Yeah. But he, here's his question to you. Can I trust you? Yes, exactly. Can I trust you? I'm not going to give you a million, but I can get you there. Yeah. Yes. I'm talking about liquid. Yes. Someone says, what, water? No, I'm talking about cash, man. <laughs> Can he trust you? Yeah. Can he trust you? That's the question. And the thing is, God brought them opportunities. And you know what? They did not tithe off of that opportunities. So now he's taken that opportunity away from them. Mm -hmm. Do you know that? Because he is the source of all things. Yes. He's the source, not you, not your wit, not your experience. So he, they've proven that he can't trust them. So now this person is behind again in the plan that God, and they don't even know God's got a plan for them. God has got a plan to get you to your first million, each and every one of you. The plan is not the same. But we've got to stop this where we think about ourselves, ourselves, ourselves the whole time. And we've got to come to a place as well. Don't tithe with no faith. You go and tithe with faith. The thing is this. When you tithe, you say to the Lord, Lord, this is my tithe now. But you've got to get me to increase this tithe, man. Because we've got a dying world to save. Yes. Increase it. Now, you're not, you're not asking amiss. You're asking right. Yeah. And he'll provide an opportunity. He might give you a promotion. He might give you a, a genius job, mm. a, a side hustle. All of a sudden, extra money comes in. Don't eat it. Don't take his tithe and eat it. Everything's an opportunity. Everything is an opportunity. Now your tithe increased. He answered your prayer. Prove to him he can trust you. It won't stay there, I promise you that. Mm -hmm. He'll increase it more, and he'll increase it more, and he'll increase it more. And you will find, by trusting him, he'll get you to that million. Mm -hmm. You'll get there. You'll just pay off everything cash, cash, everywhere you go. World's falling apart, no problem. This is not about us, guys. Mm. Yeah. When you take eternal life, when you take God, life himself, out the equation, you're left with a dead gospel. Yes. That's just the truth.
we got to we got to we got to get going like really we got to get going time's running out there's some people that have gone before us that have achieved marvelous things i don't want to come there with a handful of stuff that i've achieved for the kingdom i want to come with a whole train behind me it's embarrassing to come in there and people under the old covenant did more than you. Yeah. That's embarrassing. It's not about you coming in, sitting at a table and getting lack of food. <laughs> yes, like it, man. What's wrong with you? It's about what did I do for him? Because you're gonna you you don't think like that here, you're gonna think like that there. Yeah. They servants up there. Yes. Yeah, we want to be served. Mm. What can you do for me? What can the ministry do for me? Mm. What can I get out of the ministry? Mm. No. Yeah. You are a fellow co-laborer in the faith. That's what you are. Take your rightful place, man. Some of you people are not ready to trust God. That's okay. I'll pray for you. Like I, I told the Lord, I want, I want the tithe and the seeds that I sow to be influential. Yes. I want it to be so big that it strikes the, 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 the minister's mind and... He must give glory to God for that. That's it. You know, like I want to, I want to be like a distribution center. Yeah. Just giving, giving. That's giving. it. Now yeah. you, you see, while your 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 ten percent is increasing and your ten percent is increasing, you forget that your ninety percent is increasing. Yes. Yeah. And that ninety percent is for you. You don't have to give any more. But I promise you this: when you get so in love with God and you get so in love with His mission, you won't only give ten percent. Mm. You'll want to give more. Yeah. Yeah, you, you, you're going to understand, but then you, you'll never outgive him because he can trust you yeah. and he'll bring more to you and he'll bring more to you. But why must he give you and you not supporting his vision? Why must he do that? Exactly. All it's going to do is strengthen your selfishness. Mm. Yeah. That's all it's going to do. Yep. And it will ruin you. I promise you that because you love money. Because you don't want to part with it. Did you get something out of this message? Mm. So Do you understand why eternal life in this message is so important? Yes. It's not about, you can have those fancy cars and vacations and all that. You can have all that. But it's about Him. Time is running out, guys. Yes. And you can say, when you tithe... You're bringing eternal life into your situations. Yes. Yes. Can we close in prayer? We can. Father, man, we're so honored to have you. We're so honored to be saved. We're so honored to have your precious spirit. We're so honored for you speaking to us tonight. Let this word not return void, but let it prosper in the thing whereto you sent it. Take us, Father, from selfishness to Love, take us from selfishness to maturity and help us take on your vision, Father, and put you first place. We love you because we know that you love us. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Thank you so much. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. And remember, faith comes by hearing. So keep on hearing. Hey, everyone. If you enjoyed today's podcast, Feel free to let us know by contacting us via our Telegram channel, Trevor Van Vieren Ministries, or send us a message on our Facebook account. And if you liked what our ministry is doing, why not partner up with us 
and sow into God's vision, which is to bring a printed copy of our newspaper to every house in our city. All funds are used to increase the print run and reach more houses with the good news of Jesus Christ. You can sow via our website at www.thedailywitness.co.za. There you will find a tab called Sow into a Vision. If you are inside of South Africa, you can use the option of SnapScan. You can download this app free of charge from Play Store or iTunes. If you are outside of South Africa, you can use our option of Give and Gain. We thank you for your faith and generous support. Remember, we love you and Jesus loves you.